today I'm here with Carola Strelter. She is a Chilean um, entrepreneur, actually a serial entrepreneur, has multiple businesses, and I'm super excited to talk to her and get the scoop behind the scenes. So Carola, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much for inviting me to this. I feel a super, super star now. <laughs> Superstar. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get started because I'm super eager to hear. Mm -hmm. So um, tell me about your childhood and about where you grew up and your family, if you have siblings and things like that. Sure. Well, I am originally from Chile. I born in the city is called La Serena. It's about five hours north from the capital, uh, which is Santiago. I'm the oldest of three, uh, all girls. Um, I grew up in a house of entrepreneurs as well. Uh, my dad um, and my mother are hairdresser, both of them. Uh, from my dad's side is the family with the largest uh, amount of hairdressers in whole Chile. Over wow. 40 people in the whole family from his side are hairdressers. Probably 35 of them are there but now. Oh. But uh, they, they, we did not continue. My sister from our, um, how does it call Our age, you know, the next generation. My sister, my youngest one, is the only one who keep doing this. Um, we don't have, uh, nobody else is doing this besides. I don't think definitely know my kids and uh, my nephew and niece of course so that's kind of sad you know kind of finish that mm -hmm. uh, tradition so yes i grew up in that family um my childhood it was pretty good um in general not 100 percent, of course um like i said coming from this family entrepreneur my mom it was is uh both my parents are still alive um my mom was hard worker is a hard worker and so my dad but uh, you know, uh, there's something that I don't really share much at all, but uh, I, I struggle, not myself, I struggle living and experiencing seeing witnessing my dad alcoholism. Uh, so he became one of the top, top hairdressers in the whole country. And um, all this show in Chile with the Miss Chile, you know, all these, he was the one who doing all the hair. So um, oh, wow. that fame and all of that uh, took it him to another route, unfortunately. But thank God uh, he's fine. Both of them are 71 years old right now and they're living good life and peaceful life. My dad is still working as a hairdresser oh uh, every day. He looks younger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mom, no, she already retired. She has some health problems. She's doing wonderful now, but because of health problem in the past, she stopped. So she's at home. So, and um, all, all my family is in Chile. I'm just here by myself right now. Well, and my kids, of course, I got three kids. Okay. So um, how did you end up in the States? In the States? Well, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, I married to my ex-husband. <laughs> uh, he was working in Chile. He's an astronomer. Uh, so that's how we met. Um, when I met him, I thought, well, that's what it is in and yep, we marry in Chile, my first child, uh, born in Chile, and we move over here. So that is how um, I ended here. Yep. And you said that was in 2000? Yes, in 2000. Okay. okay. Yep. That's so you've exactly been here I, 21 uh -huh. years, going on 22. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Great. 
Um, so what are some good lessons or some lessons, good or bad, I guess, that you learned from your childhood that you think you apply to your life now? I would say the good lesson is to see my mom two things. Well, I saw really a lot of good things on my mom, still seeing them. But I will say what it took me to this place, I will say um, first is her faith. Okay. Uh, I came down, denied that, her faith. Um, many times I saw her praying next to her bed and just claiming God, just claiming God. Um, never, uh, I don't remember hearing her or listening to her or watching her. Uh, God, give me some money or give me a job. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. I do remember very clear her. She just always give a thanks to God. Oh. Always thank you. Always thank you, God, for everything. Bad day, horrible day, good day. She's always giving thanks until today. And she always tell me until today, she say, because, you know, we all have a hard time and I have some of those times. And she always remind me, it's like, Carol, like, there's always somebody in the worst situation than you. Mm-hmm. So always look at that way. You may be in a bad situation, but there's always somebody in a worse situation than you. So it's always be grateful. And that is something that I've been carrying with me every day for everything. And the other thing good is hardworking. She mm-hmm. literally wore her booty off mm-hmm. every day. She provided us for us. Uh, my parents divorced, of course, uh, at some point when I was 13, I think so. And um, I went to private school. All my sister, we went to private school and we went to private college and everything wow. was paid for my mom. So because of her hard work, um, we were not rich by any means, but we always got everything at home more than what we needed. So those are really good things that mm-hmm. I've been carrying with me always. Um, bad thing maybe is spoiling kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think that's a thing that, you know, sometimes my mom spoils too much. Like, a, you know, going to private school and going mm. to private college and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That can be a little bit too. So maybe, um, I'm not saying it's terrible, bad, but uh, uh, maybe in my case, with my kids, maybe that's something that I did it too much. I think so. Spoiling and, your and kids. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And I think that's just not, not nothing to do with entrepreneurship, but but, yeah. but in life in general, I, I think so. You know, and somehow probably an entrepreneur it, I guess it affects somehow and you know you I don't know how I haven't really thought about it but yeah I think that is what it is mm-hmm. okay um so I know that you started down a career path and changed mm-hmm. so tell me about that so tell me what you did prior to being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. I am a CPA I'm a certified um, public um, accountant and an auditor in Chile I got my bachelor and all these i can always get confused with the degrees between mm-hmm. the state and here but i finished my six-year career over there so i worked in chile as a auditor and then uh, my last job was um i was the store manager one of the biggest stores it's like amazing you know one of the uh-huh. anchor store in in, mm-hmm. in in the mall in chile and I have about six employees under my supervision. Wow. So that was my last job over there. 
uh, once I moved here, I was a little shy because, you know, how I'm going to work in this, it might be different, you know, mm. language. Uh, since I went to private school, I have English. Uh, of course, it was the British English, but it had nothing to do. <laughs> Once you move here, it had nothing to do because first is the accent and second, me not speaking it uh, all the time. So it was different. Um, but once I get adjusted and everything, I thought, you know what, let me apply for the job uh, as a bookkeeper or office assistant. And that's how I started. Uh, so I worked for several years as a, an office job. My last job um and here it was in baltimore maryland i was the account supporter for the controller at a real estate commercial so i was supervising seven companies taking care of all the accounting wow but uh it was a part-time and i got tired <laughs> i thought you know that's not what i'm gonna be so i started working part-time something else uh now how i became entrepreneur uh, that wasn't not planned at all. It was totally and completely unexpected. Um, sometimes bad situations in life uh, put so much pressure on you that you had to squeeze it, everything out, right, mm -hmm. to make something happen. Um, not to get much into personal, but my ex uh, left me overnight, one night, and um, and I was like, what do I do now? Um, I have a passion for sewing. I, I'm self-taught uh, sewing, using, you know, sewing any kind of fun things. I am not a seamstress. I, I have too much respect for them because that is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I like to sew. I sew everything. Uh, so one day a friend of mine, you know, into my um, financial situation bad position that i had um i was looking for a job i couldn't find a job you know because I, I guess i had to go back to be an accountant again right mm -hmm. uh, or anything working in the office whatever um but my friend say why don't you carola um teach sewing to my daughter it's her birthday which by the way in parentheses uh i have a lot of friends in the church that was going before and people, random people will call me and say, hey, Carol, I got a sewing machine for you. And I'm like, um, okay, what do I need another sewing machine? Okay. So I ended up collecting like a six sewing machine. In my oh my goodness. And I was, this is before my ex left. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. uh, again, my faith, I totally believe that was God preparing me the path. He knows the future. I don't know, but he knows. So um, I did not know what's going to happen. So, um, he left in January, and when I got this, by that point, I was like, I already have six sewing machine. What is this is for? And this friend said, why don't you teach um, sewing to my daughter, and I can have a few uh, her friends over, and just let's throw a sewing party. Oh, a sewing party? Oh, what my goodness. <laughs> First of all, I never teach anyone to sew. I can imagine teaching six, eight girls at the same time. Mm -hmm. But then... I'm thinking, wait a minute, why? I have six sewing machine already downstairs, plus the one that I use. So I went to Walmart and I bought one sewing machine, I remember, for like under $100. And I throw a party. And when I was in that party, you know, and they decided to do a pillowcase dress. <laughs> it's not hard, but to be a first team, that was mm -hmm. an easy task yeah. to, to do, right? And eight girls. 
and I'm thinking, what is this? Well, it took me about three hours, three and a half hours. And um, we did it. It was just, when I was in the middle of this, in my heart it was, wow, you know what? I born to do this. Mm. It never, ever, until today, never feels like I'm working. Oh I'm just having a good time. That class flow. All the eight girls left the house with a dress. <laughs> I don't know how that flow. I don't know how I was able to wow. teach everybody and to do the party. We sing the happy birthday and everybody wore the dress and left with the dress on. That was amazing. I would never, ever forget that. So after that, I talked to my friend and I say, um, you know what? I think I really I want to do this. This is it. This is what I need to do. Now, think about it. How can somebody think about leaving and base of sewing besides being a seamstress, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, and my mind doesn't make any sense. How am I going to make this happen to be my full-time, my only income? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started and I started thinking about it, you know, how I'm going to do this and, you know, and then my friend did say, why don't you put, um, because it was middle March. So I only had like a three weeks before the spring uh, break. Mm-hmm. She said, why don't you offer like a spring break camp kind of thing, you know, see how that goes. All of this has been done in my basement of my house. So I posted in a neighborhood group, kind of whispering, you know. It's mm-hmm. like a, I wanted to everybody know, but... I'm so shy and embarrassed at the same time that I don't want nobody to know, you know, like it's I'm funny, talking, but I'm kind of quiet, you know, like <laughs> see, if we, see if we just pass by, you know, somebody yeah. can see, I don't know. Oh my God, Jennifer, I posted, I got over 40 people reply. <gasps> people went crazy. There's how, nothing. How long, like how that. long ago was that? How long ago? That was, was that? four years ago. Four years. Okay. Yeah. Oh Not, there's nothing like that here and still nothing like that in town by the way mm-hmm. um it went crazy i was like what <laughs> i can't have 40 kids in my house <laughs> <laughs> so i took eight kids for that my first spring camp my first sewing spring camp uh eight kids and and after that it was all overwhelming adults um boys and girls uh, hasn't stopped until uh, middle this year that I kind of had to slow down a little bit, but, um, yeah, it, that's what I started my sewing part. Um, my, one of my entrepreneur side. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how did you go from that to owning a cleaning company on top <laughs> of that? How in the world did that happen? <laughs> okay. So that is something, um, Again, everybody have their faith and their belief, right? Uh, but in my case, I was sewing. <laughs> I was in a basement. And because on the side, I got the other business, which is the upholstery business. Oh, yeah. And, and decoration. Um, so I do a lot of cushions and um, bow cushions and stuff like that. So I have a young lady helping me in her home. And uh, she's a Spanish speaker. And she does cleaning houses. Uh, as a, her main job, she just come to help me for sewing on the side. And when I was talking to her, you know, just getting to know what we were sewing, she started telling me how bad uh, she has been treated because 
she's a cleaning lady, you know, kind of quote, a cleaning lady, mm-hmm. you know, oh, they're coming to clean. Oh, this is the cleaning people, right? Uh, so I started listening to her and it really moved me, you know, to hear how bad she's being treated when actually she's sweet, she's super polite, super educated, and she does amazing job. Um, then one of my days that I was sewing by myself in the basement, uh, I know it's got put in my heart to start this cleaning business. Now, like you say, how this, <laughs> that's exactly what I did it because I had no clue. Cleaning, besides cleaning my house, that was all that I have an experience. I did not know anything about the cleaning business. Um, and sewing business, what, while both are businesses, cleaning is quite different than, than mm. sewing because you got people involved. Uh, you got customers, you got houses that we go and stuff like that. So I started and um, and I told her and I say, would you like to be part of this? I mean, we can do it. If you say, Carola, I will teach you everything that I know. She taught me everything about the cleaning. You know, I had no idea. I would never think of my own, oh, let's do color-coded racks, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Um, or how to handle the, the cleaning products, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. or vacuum, you know, prop vacuum properly way, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how to vacuum flat floor and carpet floor, you know, all these things. All I knew is how to clean my house. <laughs> That's <laughs> it, right? But she showed me how to to load the stuff in the car, you know, to make it efficient for the space and all that. I mean, she was amazing. Um, so that's how I started. So I thought, you know what? If I'm going to start a cleaning business, it's going to be a place with, first of all, the ladies going to be treated with respect. And that is my main purpose of the cleaning business. Of course, it's making money, obviously. Nobody mm-hmm. does business for nothing. Right. But uh, it's... My main purpose is to provide a job where these ladies, because they don't have education, because they are um, Hispanic mainly, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's my, my root. So mm-hmm. to treat them well, to give you a place where they feel totally appreciated and totally valued by what they do. They don't just go and clean toilets. I, I change the mentality. So whoever comes to work with me, uh, they say, oh, but, but the, the patron, okay? That's the word in Spanish for boss. They call the patron uh, the homeowner. And I say, wait a minute. He's not your patron, not your boss. I'm your boss. Mm-hmm. So if they tell you when they go to, you know, it's unfortunately, but um, they get mistreated when they go house. You know, when they go clean houses, they have people saying, oh, by the way, move this and move this and do that and do that. No, you have a boss and that's me mm-hmm. and you're going to do a very specific task that we are professional cleaning company and you deserve respect and I want you to give a respect to the property as well right to my client uh, and it has been really good and um, the client noticed that they somehow I kind of level up the cleaning you know try to um, to how to say, uh, there is a stigma for the cleaning people, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they're just people who's uneducated or stuff mm-hmm. like that. Right. And it's funny when the people meet me uh, and I talk to them, I say, hey, I Carola, I'm a CPA. Like, oh, oh, I, I, do you clean too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like stuff like that. 
how how do you do it? I mean, are you you are you cleaning or you got people? How do you do it? Like you know, like a, yeah, it shock it shock people a lot when does, I start really talking about. Does it ever bother you that they ask you if you have people or if you do it yourself? Uh, you know what? I, I cannot deny. At the beginning, yes, it did yeah. bother me. Yeah. It did bother me. Like, uh, oh, so you don't clean or uh, or you bring people to clean with you or what do you do? Or are you going to do this because you have to? Okay. At the beginning, yes, it did bother me. Now, it's actually opposite. I'm like, I cannot wait for them to tell me that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because I got the chance. They give me. They opened the door for me to really educate people about mm. the cleaning business. So I'm always looking. I can now. I hope they they say this. You know, mm-hmm. like I push me down because yeah. I'm a cleaning lady. And and one time, in fact, in the office, a uh, man, um, oh man, it say to me, "Hey, you the cleaning lady? Can you just go ahead and move that shit and do make sure there's a." I say, should I do, sir? But I just want to introduce myself and I check, show my hand. I check my hand and I say, I'm Carol Stolger. I'm the owner of the cleaning company. And I just come in here to check because it was the first time we're gone. So it's the first time I'm coming and I want to make sure my team will understand what it needs to be done. I will move the share for you, but um, I just want to make sure you know who I am. Oh, my. <laughs> the sir was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because unfortunately, there's a stigma about the cleaning business mm-hmm. and the people who clean. And mm-hmm. and that is the main purpose for me right now. Whatever I hire, I start paying well. After a month, I give a raise. And I'm always motivating them by giving bonus or taking for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to make my team feel feel good, feel good about the job they do. And, and I have to say that I haven't done any um, social media for a few months now because we don't have the capacity to take any more jobs. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's all, and, and to today, every day, every single day, there's at least one or two requests for cleaning. And it's all word of mouth. It's because of the service. And, mm-hmm. and the people really like, because they, the client told me, because like, you really make the cleaning look so different in social media and when they arrive, because I'm very strict about the uniform, uh, we never show up with the racks. They're not full. Everything has to be full. Everything has to be labeled. Everything has their own bucket for bathroom, for kitchen, for dusting. So I'm very strict about it. So if we're going to say that we're going to be a professional cleaning company, we need to be uh, like one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good stuff. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, you know, I have a cleaning company and I try to be so we go in after hours and on weekends. So mm-hmm. we typically 95% of the work we have, we don't see the clients. So I try to be a little bit lenient against <laughs> really what I want, but about the uniform, we have like shirts and then I'm like, you just, you know, just wear something comfortable as long as it's not dirty and holy, you know, Right. but man, that makes a difference when you see a crew show up looking good. Yep. I mean, even though they're going to be cleaning, it, yep. It's it's just it just speaks volumes about Absolutely. what the service that they're about to provide for you. Yeah, that's awesome. The, the girls even do the hair, and I don't tell them to do the hair because they have option. The only thing I try, try to not keep your hair uh, all the way, you know, down, just kind of out of your face. your face. So they they do the on hair, and they looks like a uniform. I never ask them, but it looks so cute, you know. Yeah. Um, 
same thing, don't wear any perfume. They mm -hmm. don't wear any perfume because we don't want to leave out of their perfume uh, in, in the houses, you know, mm -hmm. in the client houses. Yep. Um, simple thing like a, don't, don't listen music in the client house, you know, stuff like that. Don't, if you forgot to bring the broom from downstairs, don't yell at the other one, hey, bring me the broom. Don't do that. You yeah. walk downstairs and you grab the broom without screaming and talking loud. Uh, mm -hmm. So things like that. And those are little things, but the client do see the difference. A difference of you, we do see a majority of our clients because they're mm -hmm. at home. So we do mainly residential. So they do see, you know, and they do hear us. <laughs> so, yeah. so we need to make sure super uh, uh, picky about it. I'm, I'm super picky about that. So, and it does make a difference. That's awesome. Um, so what are the, some of the, I know you kind of talked a little bit about the struggles in the um, cleaning company with people not treating your team well and things like that. Mm -hmm. What about in the sewing company? So have, have you had any struggles or hard things to overcome in that industry or do you have more control over it and it's not it's different. Like you don't have a whole lot of outside. It, I do have more control. Definitely. I do have more control than cleaning, but now talking in general as a entrepreneur, I will say the main struggle here is when they see a woman uh, in general talking. Mm. So, uh, uh, how do you say, you know, my name is Carol Stolder, but when they start talking to me and they see me, Oh, where are you from? You um, know, like, uh, it's, it's unfortunately, but I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that here. I don't know if it happened everywhere. There's not a lot either, but I haven't seen those cases. Oh, where are you from? So where's George is coming from? <laughs> you know, like, uh, they, oh, wow. Who is she? You know, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I think that has been kind of struggle, uh, about that. Um, and yeah, it's mainly, I think it because being a woman, you know, when I made, um, when I'm in trying to get into commercial and I made business, other business owner and their men, uh, I think that has been a very hard task for me to accomplish. I have not got any big commercial account, but I don't know if you're not doing right. I don't know. I need to learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, I think my main struggle is probably that uh, just the fact being a woman in a minority. That's, um, that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing. And, um, I know in Baltimore, the Baltimore area where you're at, it's much more diverse than it is here where, where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess I would assume that that wouldn't be as much of an issue there, but clearly that's not the case. You mm -hmm. know, being a, a woman is considered a minority and then being, you know, from Chile mm -hmm. that, that changes, you know, that, that Hispanic, you know, it just changes everything. Yep. So I can imagine the, the trouble, especially when you go in, you know, to a facility and you, you know, you're dealing with men, I'm assuming mm -hmm. white men mm -hmm. in charge, you know, it, it definitely, uh, that's like the question of the freaking century. How do you break through that? I know it's very hard. I had to say, and that's what has been my more, most struggle 
uh, you know, to present myself and and say, look, I am the business owner and I'm a mm-hmm. woman and I'm a minority. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is mainly in the cleaning, which is interesting because in my sewing, it's not. I don't see that. In fact, I see all the opposite way. So that's even more interesting. Uh, now in the upholstery job, that is interesting too because upholstery, I, I don't know in Bowling Green, Kentucky, but at least here it's majority um, a male business uh, doing upholstery. Really? Mm-hmm. And it's usually it's generations keep mm-hmm. going with the business. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they find out, they ask me, who teach you? <laughs> Where are you coming from? How do you how do you know about upholstery? Because upholstery there's no school for, mm-hmm. there's no um community college classes that you can take. It's nothing. It's usually something that you self taught or or it's just by generation they keep you know hmm. uh, teaching. So that has been a little challenge as well. Um, I guess it depends on where business is because in the sewing isn't. Now for the sewing. What I see a lot of people, I say, oh, so you're the seamstress. You, can you fix me the pants? <laughs> uh, and, and, and I always had to, uh, just like at the cleaning, it did bother me at the beginning, but mm-hmm. now it doesn't. I cannot wait for people to tell me that <laughs> because mm-hmm. that opened the door again for me to, to teach, to educate people. Then I tell them I am not a seamstress and this is truly my heart. I do respect a lot of seamstress. It's a tough job. To mm-hmm. do a seamstress, you take mm-hmm. a lot of risk to mess up expensive dress. So mm-hmm. I don't deal with that. Um, but um, when I tell them I am I'm a sewist, S E W I S T, and people laugh because they say, "Wait, how are you coming up with that word?" Well, I did my search about it, and that word is has been um, recently added to the American language in a dictionary, mm. and now I'm talking new, I'm talking about five, seven years. So it is new compared with, you know, many words. Right. Uh, but it was accepted now in a, in a vocabulary. And sewist is somebody that saw everything, but see sewing as an art. Oh. So for me, for example, I sew quilts. I love to sew quilts, but I can sew back. I sew pillows. And I saw actually canvas. I do pictures on the wall, just sewing too. So wow. you see sewing as, 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 a, as an art, not as a seamstress. So that is the difference. That's what I say. I'm a sewist by heart. I'm not a seamstress. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's do the you, difference. Do you think that um, you're struggle and I don't mean to keep going back over this mm-hmm. but going like looking for commercial or trying to bid on commercial work for your cleaning company do you think that's because it's a business to business transaction in with you being with it being a minority owner for your business that I, that's the problem like do you think that's where the hard part is when it's business to business rather than individual to individual I think it's definitely business to business Okay. And I feel like uh, it's just to get into, like, uh, can somebody mm-hmm. open the door, please, yeah. <laughs> so I can get in. Right. Uh, I feel like uh, once I'm in, I will be able to show, not like I need to prove, because I'm certainly sure what service we provide. Right. Uh, but 
it's just hard to cross that bridge. You know, how can I cross that bridge? Can somebody let me in? If that's the part that is struggling right now. Um, and yes, I'm, I'm trying to for 2022 to get involved into more like, um, you know, chamber of commerce, you know, mm-hmm. or more like um, big cleaning fairs, you know, or more business fairs, you know, something like that. Uh, that's my goal. Well, with COVID too, those stuff kind of, you know, if you find any, can... if you find any seminars or anything, let me know. Cause I might meet you there. Yes, I think, yeah, I would, I would love to do that. Um, so as far as getting in commercial, um, it was super tough for me here too. Mm-hmm. And I was able to break in because of an employee of the company that was looking for a new, um, janitorial service. Mm-hmm. And, Honestly, I think that's part of going in. I don't know if you ever heard this. Instead of going through the front door, you go through the back door or the window that's cracked. That's kind of how here, because there's two companies here in town that monopolize basically all of the good paying commercial accounts. Mm -hmm. And I have been able to disrupt that a little bit because of my relationships with other women and they cracked the door for me. Mm-hmm. So that's probably your way in. Yep. And you're right. Word, yep. word of word of mouth and just having someone that you've either done work for before or someone that you, um, friends that you may know, whether it be from church or wherever mm-hmm. that, even if they're a bank teller at a bank or whatever, they can you know, them, them set piping up when the time comes say, Oh, I know somebody that does this. She's great. You know, she's, you know, whatever that really was how I, I was personally able to break in. Yes. So I that might be something that might be something that you kind of reach out to some people whenever you're ready and um, kind of go down that road. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's that. really good advice. Yep. That it's was, working. Yeah. Yeah. It is working. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's see we kind of talked about this a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. What were you not prepared for <laughs> as an entrepreneur? <laughs> it's a crazy question. I know. Cause that's like a lifelong conversation, but uh, what do you think? Okay. Well, what were you the most surprised by? It's um, somehow I kind of knew because I saw my mom, but honestly I wasn't totally prepared. And nobody really told you what to be an entrepreneur. To be an entrepreneur, first of all, and this is a lot of respect, whoever is thinking to be an entrepreneur right now and listen to this, this is what I can tell. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Not anyone can be an entrepreneur. Now, don't take me wrong. Yes, anybody can be. But my point is to want to be and become one, is a huge gap over there. And that gap is called work you bud off. <laughs> yes. There yeah. is a freedom. Yes, there is a freedom because I don't have a boss. I don't need to respond to respond to anybody, you know, check in and check out. But you have to respond to your employees, to all your clients, to mm-hmm. social media. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of demand. Um, it's a different kind of demand. So 
that's my buddy told me exactly until you really wearing your shoes is you got to put a lot of you there a lot of sacrifice i guess is is the time when you growing because mm -hmm. i guess after you grow and you've got a system in place things are different things should be different you know like you can set up your time you delegate more at that point i guess you know mm -hmm. you got people who oversee you you administrative part you know see you finance the part so yeah it will be a point that you will really have that freedom you know and more like a schedule where you can take more time off and all of that but the first year or two years oh there's no time for you to take a break <laughs> <laughs> and that's something that nobody told me until you really start working in this and the more i want to grow is the stress time which is the most difficult time that i'm kind of walk through right now going through right now it's like a, I'm in a capacity, I'm at full capacity right now doing pretty much myself everything. Mm -hmm. I can do much more myself. Mm -hmm. So for me right now to grow, I'm going to have to go through a little pain. And when I say pain, is pain, financially pain, <laughs> mm -hmm. because I'm going to have to hire somebody and reduce my profit. But if I want to grow, I need help. I can't manage everything right now. It's just at that point that you reach, you either grow or stick where you are. So those are the things that nobody tells you, you know, there's like a, you go and grow and grow and grow and grow and go all the way up, but then you got stuck over there. Yeah. So you either drop a little bit, <laughs> kind of, you know, going down the hill a little bit and kind of still chilling at that level or you're going to have to stress yourself and go through a little bit of pain. And so you can keep growing because there's no other way to grow. Yeah. That's, some, that's something um, that I've discussed many times is with my team is you do all the hard, heavy lifting on the front end. Mm -hmm. When, when you're, when you're building your businesses, when you're um, building your team and all of those things, that's where the hard work comes in. And yeah. not that it's not all hard, but like you said, you get systems and processes and the right people in place and things start flowing and down the road is when you can actually see the benefits or reap the harvest of what you've planted and sowed and tended to all the, you know, all those years. Right. Um, I know for me, it, it's kind of a little bit of an odd feeling because I, you know, I've always had some sort of high side hustle or something. And, and even though I have lots and lots of things going on right now, <laughs> I actually have the ability to take, you know, to pull back into not being in the office as much. I actually have the ability, you know, Wednesday, I'm, my dad and I are going to Nashville to go to tea shops because I love oh. loose leaf tea. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just taking a random, you know, like, being able to, to take some of your time back after spending so many hours in the trenches, building the company is, is a huge reward of entrepreneurship. Yep. Now that doesn't mean I'm not going to be available. That doesn't mean right. that my team can't call me. That doesn't mean that, you know, crap won't hit the fan, you know, but fortunately I have systems and processes in place that things are basically a well-oiled machine when I'm not in the middle of it. Right. And, um, that's why businesses don't, you know, what is it? The first, 
year, there's like a high percentage of businesses that fail. And then going into up to five years, like 80% or 60%, whatever of businesses fail within the first five years. Mm -hmm. It's because of, I think, burnout. It's because Mm -hmm. of people not willing to sacrifice their time and their money and all that to put back into the company to get over the next plateau or the next hump to grow to the next level. Right. Um, I know for us here at keeping it, there's a, there's a threshold that I've, I have found that one bookkeeper can handle this much in revenue. Mm -hmm. So there's a team of four here. Well, I should say three, really, because I don't count myself on that anymore. <laughs> but once we reach this threshold, we know that in order to build to the next level of income, we need an extra person right, to get to that point. But here's exactly. the hard part. We don't have it yet. Right. So we have to fund the extra person for that next, say, $100,000 a year mm-hmm. because that's how much they can handle you know, bookkeeping wise mm-hmm. and, you know, just random numbers. But so that is part of the sacrifice. You're right. It's coming straight off of the profit. Right. And it's like, dang it. We've worked hard for this profit. Exactly. We have finally, you know, gotten to this point where money's rolling in good. And then you freaking have to interrupt it and hire the next person. Right. You know, and you want to pay them well. Yep. And, you know, kind of, the stuff that you talked about with um, treating your team good and knowing that they, that you appreciate them. That is so, so, so important Mm -hmm. because especially when you hear some of the stories, the story of the lady that, that you hired initially and that taught you so much. It's like people quit bad bosses. They quit toxic environments. They don't quit the job. I mean, she was still cleaning for you. Right. You know, it's not the work, it's the, it's the culture Yep. and you creating a good place for them is they'll be, they'll be loyal forever, you know, and yep. it's, but it's cost you money. It costs you time. You know, mm-hmm. it, it does cost you something, but as leaders, that's, that's our responsibility, you know? Right. Um, exactly. That's, it is, it is hard to kind of get over those humps. Like, I know that, you know, you're probably about to start rebuilding again, you know, or yes. adding to, and man, that's tough. It is tough. tough. The only thing that I learned is, um, I try to listen, you know, different, uh, you know, uh, how does it call like a motivational speaker, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that to help mm-hmm. me. And there's something that I really learned. And when I saw my, 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 my sales going up is this is what I really put in place to have a routine, to make myself a routine. And that's something that I stick in my mind. If I want to be successful, the money is not going to come into my door. Mm-hmm. I need to work hard. Now, it doesn't mean I'm going to kill myself. But if I have three weeks in a month that I only have to sleep six weeks or can get the business role, you know what? I'm going to sleep three hours and I'm going to make sure this is going to mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was at that point, my routine it was every day up at 5.30 in the morning, going to try the meal for 30 to 45 minutes. When I'm listening to something, you know, positive in my mind, to my mind, for my mind. 
and for myself, I got my body better, uh, you know, work myself, you know, I start eating healthy. I start, you know, disconnecting with people. Bring me one negative thing, I don't need to be with this person. This person doesn't mean it's a bad person. It can be a super good person, good heart, but I don't need nothing negative. So I mm. start cutting myself everything that I put negative stuff and it just bring positive. And I put this routine every day, the same thing. Finish my, my personal my personal routine, going to um, do my, 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 my first step, you know, check emails, get my coffee, plan my day and jump in the car, whether to check a new client or go to my office. So I feel like when I really put that in place, I really, it becomes a lot much easier to face the day. Mm. That's that's something that I learned myself. They didn't nobody teach you either. Yeah, <laughs> you know, nobody teach you that. So, but to put myself a routine and it just pushing myself to do that, that really helped me to face that kind of growth time. Did you have you ever tried blocking off your day, like from say this time to this time? I'm only going to do this, and then from the next two or three hours, I'm going to do this. Have you ever tried that? I have, and I have a hard time. Yeah, I've, because I, I'm thinking, I'm always thinking, what else can I do? You know, I'm always mm-hmm. thinking, and this is the, I guess you probably feel the same thing as a entrepreneur. I'm always thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. What about if I do this? You know, and jumping with this now, <laughs> I, right now with three business, I only have active cleaning right now. I'm not active because of health problem, but uh, I'm going back January in full time with all three again. So sometimes I'm, I'm thinking sewing, sometimes I'm jumping from cleaning to upholstery. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's hard for me to block. What I do, I may block timing. This time it's only for cleaning. This time it's only for sewing. This time it's only. That's what okay. my block kind of thing works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've just started, like literally this past week, just mm-hmm. started. I told my team, okay, okay, look, from arrival until through lunch, I'm available for chats, for questions for whatever, but from one till whenever I leave, I'm closing my office door and I'm focusing on the things I have to get done. But you're right. right. It's easy to get squirreled because emails come in all day long. I get phone yeah. calls all day long. I have to be on hold with the IRS for something, you know, for three hours and yeah, like all these different things. But I'm trying, I'm, I'm like you, I'm trying to get into some sort of a routine and to have some structure. And you know, that's kind of hard because especially for keeping it, we have so many clients that you like, there's no way internally we could say, okay, from, from nine to 10, we're only going to do this thing. And then from 10 to 11, like that's not possible right? because of the nature of our business. Right. But I'm trying to do better. Um, I know this is silly, but making my bed every morning it's huge. (laughs) It's it changes it. Yeah. It makes it it makes it just, first of all, I love getting into a made bed at night, mm-hmm. you know, and just, just having that extra tidying up. I don't know. It just starts my day good. I know that's silly, yeah. but I'm like, man, that's a, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. It does. Huge. Difference. And the other thing is I'm putting my clothes away. I don't have nothing now around laid down. I try my best to keep my, my, when I do laundry, for example, I used to just sit in the basket with clean clothes, sitting over there. Now 
I tried to put it right away. I just cannot stand. I just something that it helped my day next day to go yes. a little bit more smooth. I don't know, whatever it is around. I got a lot of boxes here right now, but uh, I tried to kind of drive me, distract me. Um, I, I was, I don't know if it, this is something we really talk, but I had, I was, I was medically, uh, how to say, um, they have ADD. So that is something that struggles sometimes. And that is because of that, I, Life is tough behind, and then I jump on one thing and I forget another thing. You know, I, I procrastinate a lot. <laughs> you know better than anybody. So, uh, yeah, so I just, but I'm always, but, I'm, but I have it here in my mind. You know, like I, everything, I know exactly what it is. I know everything, what it is, what do I need to do. I do forget sometimes. Yes, I do. But, um, but I don't know. It's just this. I, I'm always in the, in, the, in the move. I'm always in the move. <laughs> Yeah. And, and then you come back hard. and there's stuff from where you got distracted before that you have yeah. to tend to after the fact. Yeah. 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 That's, that's another thing. So I started working from home lately and I have made my mind up every day I'm home. I'm going to do these three things for my home while I'm working. For example, uh -huh. a load of laundry, making right. sure the dishwasher's loaded, you know, and ran like just these different things so that I'm being somewhat productive during the day at home, but then I'm also completely getting something done. Kind of like a load of laundry. If I commit to one load of laundry, that's washing, drying, putting away. That's rather than, better. Oh my gosh. Rather than me trying to get three loads done, but they're all really not done yeah. because I, they're, you know, need to be hung up or folded or whatever, you know, right. and it's just like, so I, I have, I'm, I'm trying to do better with that stuff too. <laughs> There's just something to it. It makes me feel better. Yeah. It makes does. me feel accomplished. So, mm -hmm. um, really quick, give me, um, one piece of advice that you would give your 25 year old self or younger, probably around 25, mm -hmm. um, given what you know now. You know, I thought about this this morning Well, I always think about it, but if it is something that I can tell, I will say, if you want to be a, a top entrepreneur, get closer with good entrepreneur people. Mm. If you want to be a good mom, get with the best mom, you know, they, they in your circle. So whatever you want to be, get along with those people that are good into, and you will learn a lot, a lot from them. So find a, find a mentor. Yes. Find a mentor. Always find somebody that can put, pour on you, but also always find somebody that you can give out as well, because mm -hmm. you cannot just keep it all for yourself. Always give, give, give for yourself. So always find somebody that you can teach and, um, and yeah, and, and have a, a good support. You know, if you don't have a support, rather don't have anybody. Yeah. Because, you know, and I'm talking in the sense of family and friends, you know, spouse. Uh, I'm not saying get rid of your spouse, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's, it, I think it's, it's really, really important to have a good, you surround yourself with people. They're going to be your support. And my main thing is that I struggle is believe in myself. Mm. Am I capable to do it? You know, gosh, how she did it. How can I not do it? You know, mm -hmm. 
I mean, the worst thing is I'm going to back to my start point <laughs> if I fail, yeah, right? Right. I mean, that's what it is. So um, right now I'm going through a situation where, you know, of course, for health problem, I'm being out of my work for almost two months, seven weeks. I totally, you know, I feel like I, I failed right now for what it happened. But at the same time, uh, you know, I look around and say, gosh, how can I do this happen? And, and I just... I just have to believe in myself right now. Yeah. I have to come back and believe in myself and, and say that, the, yep, I, I can do it. I did it four years ago, starting with my sewing. I did it um, two years or a year and a half ago with the cleaning and about a year ago with my upholstery business. So, heck, I'm being almost seven weeks. I guess it's time for me to um, reevaluate myself reinvented myself and if she did it I did it a few times already I definitely can do it again uh, so my advice will be any young person is looking to be an entrepreneur believe in yourself if you don't believe in yourself you know what nobody else is going to believe what you're trying to sell <laughs> oh my goodness that's so good <laughs> So, so really quick, I know you're short on time. Um, Mm -hmm. If someone wants to reach you for some sewing projects, for some upholstery Mm -hmm. projects, I know you can ship across the country and you can do projects for them. What or where can they reach you on social media or in your Uh, website? Yes. um, My website is stopping because I didn't want to get, I was getting ordered and I wasn't available to work. Mm. But uh, for the sewing and for the upholstery, I got email and I got my Instagram account. They can look at me as so happy with Carola. S-E-W, happy, H-A-P-P-Y, with Carola, C-A-R-O-L-A. You can find me on Instagram. And for my upholstery business, it's called uh, Home Deco by Carola. Just like that, Home Deco by Carola. And my email at the same business name, so happy with Carola, at gmail.com and homedecobycarola at gmail.com. Awesome. You can share my number. I don't feel, you know what? At this point, my numbers are spread all over. (laughs) So I really don't care. It's 270-799-5066. And yes, it's Kentucky air code because I never change it. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Carola. Well, you, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'm sure we're going to connect again about some other topics. Um, So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you so much, Jennifer. Looking forward to, to hear myself. Awesome. <laughs> and talking right. to you, yes. All right. Oh, that's another thing. You know what? I was always keep a sense of humor, you know? Of course, yeah. you, you, learn, you learn how to behave in front of clients and stuff like that. But uh, people are so depressed right now. I mean, they, everybody is craving for some happiness. They just keep, keep their happiness going, you know? Life is not that bad. You know, I remember in, in high school... Uh, no, in elementary school, I went a couple of years at private school, a Catholic private school. And oh my Lord, those, uh, bless her heart, those nuns would not let me laugh at all. And it was so depressing, know. you know? So I'm, I'm always saying, you know, life is good. Life is good. Mm-hmm. So I always throw my jokes over there with my clients sometime <laughs> and they laugh, they laugh about it. Yeah. Well, keep good. a sense it's of good. humor. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Awesome. All right, Carla, we'll talk soon. All right, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh Uh-huh, bye-bye.